If you want to support any of the podcasts produced by Multiple World Productions, consider going to multipleworldproductions.com slash books, where you can pick up any of my released Kindle books, including the Operation Swan Song trilogy, Our Past Does Not Define Us, In the End, the Echo Omega series, and Sizzle Reel for just $2.99 each. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam, and if you're listening to that theme music, this can only mean one thing. We have a video game edition of podcast. This is a new release game to talk about. Um, it's the first. We have a busy month this month. We have this. We have Tron Legacy we're going to do next week. Um, which I'm going to pick up on Friday when I get paid. Um, there is uh, the last case of Benedict Fox later this month with uh, Metroidvania that I, I've played a little bit of and I'm very, very excited for. Um, I think we're going to do Minecraft Legends. I'm still up in the air about that, but I, I'm thinking we're going to. Um, and then Jedi Survivor. Um, and Legend of Zelda. So it's just a packed few months altogether. Um, but, since it's a video game episode, if you like video games, which I'm assuming you do, you're listening to this, check out Gamefly. If you go to our website, multipleworldproductions.com slash sponsors, you can use a link there for Gamefly. Gamefly is basically what Netflix was before, um, you know, before everything went streaming. You can go on, you can, uh, you know, rent games, and then you can try them before you buy them. Um, and you, you, you get it, you rent it, you send it back when you're done. And then you don't have to spend $60 on a game you don't like. If you've listened to 30 Minute Reviews, you've heard me talk about Deformers, that game that looked pretty cool in the video that Games, uh, GameSpot had out. And then I bought it, and I was like, wow, this sucks. Um, but if I had Gamefly, wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have had to throw the game away to save someone else from getting it. Um, I would have just, and not been out $40, I would have just had, you know, known not to play the game in full. Um, but you could get Gamefly for 30 days free. Then after that, it's like $16 a month. They're going to uh, multipleworldproductions.com slash sponsors. And on there, you have the Gamefly link, as well as links for our other sponsors like DH, Gabe, and Dell. Um, and, and all that cool stuff. So, getting into the, the issue at hand here, we're here to talk about Movie House, which is a, I'm gonna call it a Game Dev Tycoon-like, because it is very similar to Game Dev Tycoon, it's just with a movie studio, instead of a, um, what's it called, instead of a, uh, like, um, what's what's we're looking here, instead of a, a video game developer. And, I think that, for what this game is, it it does a few things pretty well, but a few things not quite as well um, as, as Game Dev Tycoon, which is the inevitable comparison we're going to have to make. Um, so, for example, Game Dev Tycoon does a great job of scaling your leveling, um, where you level up reasonably quickly in a way that kind of matches where you are in video game history. Um, whereas, like, as time passes, because you're starting in, like, the 70s, and as time passes, you get the ability to do more and more stuff. Um, the key difference is, you know, here, you don't really have that. Um, you, you level up very slowly. Um, especially your writers and your directors, they level up so slowly. The they definitely need to reweigh the uh, the experience gain 
um, in that. I think that that's kind of the biggest problem I have with the game. Um, that and the UI is very hard to read. Uh, it's very small, um, and it's kind of hard to tell what's going on where. Uh, it makes and, and for a game that is as dependent on you being able to read the UI, it's a huge detriment to the enjoyment of the game. So, like, say... And the thing is, too, it's like the randomization, and I mean, granted, you do start to develop the ability to, um, what's it called? You do start to develop the ability to put, uh, to, to like bank, um, story cards for your writing phase. Um, but like the idea that that is, um, you know, like to, to see what matches well with what genre, um, number one, again, it's subjective because like a lot of times you'll get something where it's like, Oh, that would work. Like, a comedy on a space station would work. Because we have evidence of that in real life. But because the game kind of tries to strong-arm you into traditional tropes, it doesn't always come off properly. Um, and it doesn't always match up with reality uh, and, and what we know. So you kind of have to be like, what's the most cliched way to do this? And then kind of go with it that way. Um, so, so, so that's kind of... And again, it's not necessarily the developer's fault. It's more just if you're going to develop a game like this, you kind of have to do that. Which is a similar issue in Game Dev Tycoon. Where you do have that same thing where it's like, okay, so we have a uh, uh, what's it called? A um, um, like, an act, like an action game. Like if you do a, a strategy um, you know, rhythm game. It's like that's a weird combination. But, you know, it could work. We just don't have any real-world examples of it working. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes it, it, it is a little presumptuous in that. But the UI is a little annoying in that because you can't really read stuff because it's so small. Um, and then hovering your mouse over it, which is traditionally the method you go to in order to see what it's doing uh, and see what it is, doesn't actually do anything. Um, and because it's all picture-based, it's hard to keep track of what's what. Um, you get research points incredibly slowly, which is another, which again goes along to the waiting of experience. Uh, the 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 fact that it takes so long to get experience points is another detriment um, because of how much it can feel redundant in the beginning. If you just pump out a bunch of whatever genre you get to start, because um, I know you get different genres depending on your your start, which is the same as in game dev tech, and you end up with like two or three random genres. Um, but to, to sit there and be like, okay, so you gotta pump out, like, six science fiction movies on no budget, and it's like, you're kind of set up for failure a little bit, because then the writer will start throwing flares in, and it's like, okay, well, if you don't do good effects, it's going to be a detriment to the movie, and it's like, well, you, we're, we're in the first phase here, where we're making shorts. Um, they never really lay out the distribution, um, which is kind of fun. Um, because it's like, you got, like, okay, so you're gonna start out, you're gonna go to, um, what's it called, you're gonna go to a, uh, a film festival, and it's like, fuck, we'll have to sit here and wait an entire, uh, another year for a film festival, like, that is annoying, um, and, and the answer is no, because you can just pay $25,000 and find it, and shop it around to distributors, and it's like, oh, would have been good to know after the film festival thing, but they don't ever explain that to you. Um, you kind of just have to figure that out on your own. Um, and there was one other big issue I had. Oh, too much RNG. There's too much of the game 
is dependent on the RNG, uh, random number generator, which is, you know, random variables that are going to determine how things work. Um, if you play Pokemon, you're very familiar with the RNG, um, and if you've played any RPG, I'm sure you're familiar with it. The issue is this game uses it in the development of props and the development of location scouting. Um, because those are two things you unlock as the game progresses. You unlock the ability to scout new locations, and you would develop the ability to um, develop props. Um, where the issue is for location scouting, you have your crew member that you're going to send out to location scout. Your crew member is going to, you're going to pick a location, like broadly like desert or forest or whatever, uh, city, suburbs, uh, farm, that kind of thing. And then they're going to go out and they're going to location scout for days, in-game days. And then what'll happen is, you will end up with, randomly, one of the things that uh, that is potentially in that area. So if you wanna, if you have cards for a certain thing and you wanna make that movie, and you're like, oh, this is going to need a location like, uh, like a, a forest clearing, you are going to sit there until you know, you're going to keep doing that until the forest clearing one comes up, which you have no control over. The same goes for props. And the issue with props is they're all kind of random. And you have to put in prompts. It's kind of like an AI generator where you have these set prompts that are, are there. And you pick three of them, and it'll generate a prop based on those. And it's like, okay, that's cool and all, but... If I want to make, again, a fantasy movie and I need something kind of, you know, fantasy, if you guys sit there and try over and over and over again to kind of try and get something that matches the story you're trying to tell. Um, and again, it's just time-consuming and it takes, you know, too much time to do that. Um, to, to actually get everything proper. It's like you have to get the right combination of prompts to get the, the thing. So it is kind of annoying in that regard. That said... I mean, the game is, if, if that is where we are with the game, I can't say the game's that great. Um, I don't hate it because it has the same satisfying gameplay loop as Game Dev Tycoon, where it's like, you put in all the prompts to make the movie, same thing you did in Game Dev Tycoon, you adjust things as you go, you do casting, you do all that kind of stuff, and then you get to the end and you distribute the movie and then you see the results. And I think the biggest improvement this game makes over Game Dev Tycoon is rather than having you, um, what's all, rather than having you have to run a report and waste someone running the report, it automatically gives you the report. Like, after you finish, you get the, oh, and then this, this, uh, plot card works well with this genre, or this, you know, this one doesn't, um, and I look through what you can do in the future, and I don't think the, you know, the, the future of research based on what it is, but, like, there are certain things that I'm like, you know, this, it's a very superficial look at how movies are made, because it's like, you don't have things like target audience, and, like, small things, like, you don't pick the, uh, the type of movie until you get to the director phase, and I'm like, well, no, but, like, your, you know, your director doesn't dictate if your movie that you wrote is going to be a short or a, or a feature. It's it's your you know it, it's your, your your writer decides that because the writer writes the script and you can't bring them a script for a short and be like here 
make this into a feature director unless the director's going to vastly rewrite it. And then you can have the option for rewrites and stuff like that, but I have yet to figure out a, a, a use case for that um, because you don't know if the movie's going to be good the way that it's handled now. It's not like you can read the script and be like, oh, this movie's going to be good or this movie's going to be bad. Um, like, I have yet to develop a use case where I can point to that and be like, okay, well, let's do rewrites. Because all rewrites do is piss off the, the writer. And the same thing all reshoots do is piss off the director. So it's like, how do I know the movie's going to be bad? Well, I don't. Like, you, you kind of just have to guess at that. Like, and, and, and hope you're right. Hope you fucked up somewhere. Um, I guess the rewrite could be used if you have the script and you got three plot cards that, like, you got your plot card set came up and none of them really match. But at that point, you have the saved ones. You can just go into the saved ones and use those. It's a weird situation that, like, is there because it is a part of the process, but at the same time, it doesn't really mesh into the type of game that's being built. Where it's like, you're, you're, you're not, you aren't writing the script, you're setting in motion a script to be written that you're never seeing, all you're ever getting is a title. And it's like, alright, and, and, and at the end, you can title the movie, but it could have nothing to do with what the movie actually is, because the only thing you control is which of the four plot cards you want to use. So, it's a weird situation that I'm not entirely sure why you would use that. Unless, I mean, the only thing to think of is you do the script, you write, you, you make the movie, and then you put it to a festival, and it bombs at the festival. Um, and then you're like, alright, let's reshoot it before we distribute it, but I don't think that's necessarily the case, because it's like... I don't know how, like, if you reshoot the movie, is it like, okay, we're going to start over, we're going to recast and do everything, or is it just, we're going, it's like pickup, we're going to add in additional scenes. I don't think it's that specific. And it's like, could reshoot also just mean remake? But at that point, it's like, why would that piss the director off every time you do it? Like, it, it just, there, there are things that doesn't make sense about, about how that system works in the game, and I haven't tried it. Because I'm like, what? What's the point? Because it seems like it's all downside um, to to do it. Like, there's no there's no positive to reshooting the movie, um, which is an interesting kind of issue that we have. You know, when you do that, there. Meanwhile, in real life, if you do reshoots, it it is you know pretty easy. And also, it's like I don't know. I I guess I feel like the whole thing is kind of weird. Um, it would be interesting to, to see if someone else has approached that and saw what it does for the value. Maybe it does increase the value of the movie and it's nothing to do a trade-off where it's like, should I, you know, increase the, the value compared to that? And then, like, things like leveling up your writer and director, I have not really seen a, um, a marked change in what happens by leveling them up. Like... I mean, because the thing is, it's like, you're, maybe you just gain experience a little bit faster, but you, your experience level is so low that it, it's not, even that, like, is not helping too much, which is a little annoying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Movie House is available on Steam. I mean, look, if you enjoyed playing Game Dev Tycoon, it's just a slightly worse reskin of Game Dev Tycoon, down to, like, some of the on-screen graphics. 
uh, for how this developed. It's like, you know how like, you have the little bubbles that come up as things are developing? It's like, and it goes up to two uh, that have a running counter of how many you've, you've made. It's the exact same thing. Um, and I, I feel like that's the thing. And the thing is, too, it's like, I've made like 20 or 30 movies, and I still haven't leveled up any of the genres. And I'm not close, either. It's not like I'm close to leveling up science fiction, or I'm close to leveling up, um, like, action, or I'm close to leveling up drama, which are three I started with. But... Like, if none of that's happening, then, like, the, that, that's the big issue with experience. To the point where I'm like, well, what's the point of me doing this? Like, what like what happens when I level this up to level two? Like, what does that do? And, and, and there's no... I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But we'll wrap up there for today. So we're going to do... Am I being unreasonable? Um, probably tomorrow. Um, we're going to do uh, today... There's a new episode over on Exploring Hyperspace Land, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Me and Josie did a breakdown of all of the news at the Star Wars Celebration's first day and what we think it means going forward. Um, so you, get, you can go and check that out. It's a really good episode. We, we did a, an hour-long breakdown of some of the biggest news and stuff like that. Um, we also did an episode uh, over on 30-Minute Reviews where we talk about the... I did the back half of the news, the animated side, the news about, um, you know, the new Captain Marvel, or the new trailer for the Marvels, and, um, the, uh, and is Grant Gustin going to be in The Flash? You can check that out over on 30 Minute Reviews, and over here we'll be doing this weekend, definitely Renfield on Saturday, and probably Mafia, and probably Suzumi on Sunday. But again, that is contingent on showtimes um, and me getting tickets. So we won't know until later in the week. But as always, you can check out the blog and you can uh, you can keep track there of what's going on. So we'll wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, our next video game episode will be next week at some point for Tron Identity. Have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.